Good greetings and welcome to another episode of the Awareness Diet, Conversations, Insights, and Tools to Feed Your Self-Awareness with your host, yours truly, Shanika Thompson, intuitive self-care coach at Queen's Armor Self-Care and owner of Queen's Armor Enterprises, LLC. How are you tonight? Well, I hope. Staying safe, I hope. Um... I'm going to keep tonight's talk a little little lighter than usual, and I do mean it this time. I know I've said it before, but I mean it this time, because this topic, like most of my topics, you know, are personally relevant, and so tonight I'm going to be just exploring a little bit of technique um, around grounding ourselves in the midst of change. Um, it's real easy to get lost in the doing, 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 or trying to get ahead of things when life throws us a curveball or, you know, when the unexpected happens. And, and admittedly, the same rule applies for when um, it's planned changes in life, uh, like what I've gone through recently with moving from my parents' small apartment with my two children to a house with my fiancé and a total of five children um, because we're a blended family. So, well, technically, no, we're not blended, but you get it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, change happens. As a matter of fact, um, when I first started studying Buddhism many, many, many years ago, what triggered my study and in incorporating um, meditation practice into my life was the uh, realization that the only constant in life is change. I, I had actually read that in one of um, the Buddhist texts that I had managed to get a hold of back then. And it really struck me you know, um, as human beings, we are creatures of habit. We like things to be as close as possible to consistent and habitual as they can be. And um, change can sometimes really throw us for a loop, especially if it's and when it's not welcome. And I have found that we can manage our feelings and behaviors in the midst of change a lot better when we set the intention or remember to ground ourselves. Um, I feel from what I've seen, especially in most people who are very successful or proactive or you know, who seem to just handle stress well and handle change well, it's that they are grounded, consistently grounded within their being. So it's not always about um, making sure you can get to that yoga class or getting to the gym or whatever it is that you do to release your frustrations because what happens when you can't do those things. So the grounding really does start from and is maintained from within. 
Before I get too much further into the topic, though, because as per usual, we're going to go mind, body, you know, spiritual and energetic, and then we're going to close it out tonight because like I said, I'm keeping it light. I'm in the midst of change myself, and one of the changes I have to make is allowing time to ground myself. So... Hold me accountable. So let's backtrack here and um, get our breathing on, okay? This is your time. I appreciate you listening in and sharing this time with me and hearing what I have to say. Eat the fish, throw away the bone. You know, what I say is not etched in stone. Oh my goodness, that rhymes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Point being... I appreciate you, I see the light in you, and I appreciate you for seeing the light in me. So now let's take these five second deep breaths so that we can rededicate ourselves. And then I'm gonna talk a little bit about this grounding situation in the midst of change, all right? So first deep breath, nice and deep, up to the count of five. And exhale to a long count of seven. Deep breath into the count of five. And exhale long into the count of seven. Last one, inhale to the count of five. Exhale to a long count of seven. <sighs> that feels good. This podcast always helps me remember how good it feels to breathe. All right, repeat after me. Time changes things. And as I continue to grow, I grant myself grace during times of change and confusion or overwhelm. I remember that the sun, whether seen or unseen, returns at every dawn. So right now, in this moment, I rededicate myself to myself and commit to holding the torch of my inner truth high to shine a bright healing light on my inner and outer world. Ashe, amen, and so it is. Now, back to this grounding ourselves in the midst of change. 
You know, change can make us feel a lot of different things. I'll say with unexpected changes, we can feel shock, betrayal, extreme hurt, embarrassment, humiliation, uh, extreme happiness, uh, wow, uh, overwhelm, confusion, lack of clarity. Um, there's a lot that can be said for not being prepared for change. And there's also a lot that can be said for when we actually do prepare for change. But at the end of the day, it's still change. And it is still the only constant. Like, it's the only thing that in this life we are really guaranteed to always happen. We're not always uh, guaranteed to stay with the love of our life for the rest of our lives. We're not guaranteed to grow old. We're not guaranteed to always be financially stable. We're not always going to have that friend or um, live in that neighborhood. There's just so many things in this life that inevitably are going to change. We've been changing since we came out of the womb. Some changes are welcomed and or planned and others not so much. However, regardless of their nature, we still need to make sure we are taking care of ourselves so that whatever we're feeling and whatever we're experiencing around the change does not consume us. So how do we do that? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we ground ourselves in the midst of change? Even in the midst of of my plan to change, which was a very happy and has been a very happy experience. You know, it feels good to get something that you want and really have strived for. And yet somehow I managed to overwhelm myself because I did not ground myself in the midst of the change. So here's the first thing we have to do. First and foremost, I say we need to get our hearts and minds in sync. Okay? We're feeling things. We're doing things. But we may not necessarily be paying enough attention to what's going on in our head, you know, around the change. So let's address the mind first. And in addressing the mind, you're going to ask yourself your five W's, right? Like anybody who has children or, um, who did this in school knows what the five W's are. We're talking about the who, what, when, where, and why. 
of the situation, right? And I tell you, I love the five W's because the five W's are the heart of digging or at least starting to dig into understanding just about any situation, um, understanding ourselves, understanding other people, right? So I'll say this first. Let's talk about the what. We're going to start with the what, not with the who. We're going to start with the what. And the first thing you want to settle into or ask yourself is, what has changed? And this may seem like a a pretty (laughs) redundant or almost a stupid question with an obvious answer, but consider this. The surface level or what's most obvious in the situation that you're in is only reflective of what's been going on deep down inside somewhere within someone or even the situation itself. So when we ask ourselves what has changed, we're not really asking about what's obvious. We're asking really about what has changed within you or what has changed within the other person or what what simply has changed in the situation. You know, let's just call a thing a thing. So you're going to wrap your mind around what has actually changed. Then we're going to go to our who. And we want to recognize who else is affected or has experienced this. And this is completely um, subjective because obviously you're going through it. You're focused on how you're feeling about it, how it's affecting you. And that can sometimes put us in a place of powerlessness or fear where we may not tell anyone or reach out to anyone else about what's going on. So yes, part of your grounding process may involve or may need to involve other people. Just simply, or even if it's just simply to validate how you're feeling or to validate um, that this change is happening to you. So who else is affected or who else has experienced this is going to open the door for you and ideally prevent you from isolating yourself or keeping it all to yourself and trying to handle it all on your own. You're in the midst of change and where there's change, there's typically a need for moral support or some kind of support. So who else is affected or who else has experienced this? Then you're going to jump down to your when. 
when did this change actually happen? This is another one of those beneath the surface questions. Because it may seem like it's happening or it happened right now, today or last night or whatever. But did it really? Or has this something, is this something that has been in the works that's been brooding, that's been festering, that's been growing for some time and it was just never addressed and now it's right in your face and you're like, what is going on? Okay, so when, when did the change happen? When did it happen? Right? You're going to throw that out there. The next one is going to be, why is this change happening? Matter of fact, you know what? Scratch that. We're going to ignore that. We're going to go to the where. Okay? And this is going to be where in... Or you could even say what area of my life is this affecting? Right? What area of my life? Like where where is this change happening? Is it happening in my marriage? Is it happening um, in my friendship? Is it happening within me? And now I have to deal with that. Where, Where is it happening? And I'll tell you this. If it's something that's happening outside of you, though it sh- that should be the easiest, to deal with is not because we tend to focus more on the things that are happening outside of us than the things that are happening within us. The things that are happening within us are the only real things that we have any sense of control over. So where where is it happening? Lastly is going to be your why. And this is the magic question. We've asked all these other questions prior to asking why, because we needed to prep the soil, right? You know, saying that makes me think about plants. I was, I was actually, you know, tending to my seedlings earlier, and I was thinking about the fact that all my little seedlings that I got or my sprouts that I got, um, they were pulled right out of the ground for me to replant into my own garden. And within a matter of hours, they were looking like a hot mess. I mean, the leaves were shriveled up. They were changing color, all this, you know, things. I, I If I didn't know any better, I, I would think they were going to die, right? They were uprooted, okay? They had experienced a, a change to the to their environment, to their situation. They were in shock, like, The plant's roots go into shock 
and it looks like it's dying for a while. And the same can be true for us. You know, when we experience change, we go into shock for a while and it can feel like we're dying or we're drowning or we're just buried under so much stuff. And I put them all in water and I made sure they got sunlight. And within a couple of weeks, they're all full of life and they're vibrant and the roots are long and strong and they're ready to be put in the ground. So when we ask ourselves why, first and foremost, we have to be prepared that we're not going to get the answer right away. But by asking the four previous questions, who, who else, who's affected and who, or who else has experienced this? What, in what, what has changed exactly? You know, um, when did this change really occur? Because it really probably didn't, it didn't happen right now. You're just seeing the byproduct of it right now. And where is this change happening in my life? You know, what area of my life is this, is this, this affecting or taking place? And then we ask why. We tilled the soil and the why of why this is happening That's the part where we really begin the grounding because we don't have the answer to that question. And so we have to really sit and be open and allow ourselves time to rebuild and just be in the experience for the most part to get that sense of clarity to get the lesson and to come out of the shock, all right? And that's how we handle it mentally. Now let's talk about, let's talk about the physical aspect of it. I'm gonna jump to physical, okay? We're gonna talk about, we talked about the mind, let's talk about the body part. (sighs) Meditation. I swear if it were up to me, I would prescribe meditation for everything. But we have to make sure we have a proper understanding of what meditation is. Meditation is not a means of escape. Meditation is not a way to turn off your brain or to stop thinking so much. Um, Some of the things people say about meditation, you know, the health benefits, and things like that are true, but as a byproduct of the meditation practice. It is not the cure-all for everything. Meditation is about training your mind to be one-pointed, and it's also about allowing the mind to settle enough to uh, 
allow things to reveal themselves. So when we talk about grounding ourselves in the midst of change, there's going to be a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings that come up. By establishing or beginning a meditation practice that can consist of, I don't know, it could be as simple if you're a beginner, you can do... I don't know, five, strive for five minutes a day to start off with where you just find a nice, quiet place and time, comfortable environment, no place too cold or too hot because you don't want to give your senses anything additional to distract you. And you'll sit and, and you'll just focus on your breathing. Like literally just sit there and focus on each individual inhale and each individual exhale and taking notice of how it feels when the air hits your nose or how your lungs expand with each breath or inhalation. Notice how your heart rate speeds up just a little bit every time you get some fresh oxygen. You know, it's these little things that when we become physically fully present in our bodies through something like meditation, we can now notice things going on in our minds or feelings that we're having that we wouldn't normally notice because we're so busy doing and running and jumping or entertaining one thought to another. So meditation in its physical sense of just sitting and focusing on one thing and be fully present in one thing is one method of grounding ourselves in the midst of change and allowing time for that. Something else we can do, um, which is one of my personal favorites, and it's because it appeals to my inner child, is coloring. There's just something about coloring. As a matter of fact, I just recently purchased a uh, coloring sheet from Art of Maisha or a tribe of Maisha coloring art therapy sheet. And I purchased, uh, it, the title of it is Compassion because we need to have compassion with ourselves when we're going through change and we need to have patience. So coloring. So that's it for me is the coloring. But ask yourself, what kinds of activities do you recall or still connect with from your childhood? When we commune with the inner child, you know, it could be skipping rope. It could be um, reading comic books. It could be watching your favorite childhood cartoon. (laughs) There's a lot of different things. Uh, Playing basketball, uh, playing in in water, you know, having just a good old-fashioned run through the water hose. There's just so many things that we as children innately did 
to uh, make ourselves feel better or it didn't take much to make us feel better when we did them that we disconnect from as adults. And so definitely reconnect with the activities um, or an activity of your of your inner child or from your childhood. Um, it'll help you also reconnect with the lightheartedness that we sometimes lose as adults. You ever notice how when things change, you know, especially younger children, they'll be upset for a little while and then they're just kind of over it. They kind of settle in unless it's something, you know, of course, really tragic or really hard. But they're so flexible. They're just so like, oh, okay, what's going on? Uh, I like that. I don't like that. But then they still just kind of go with it. You ever wonder what happens to that? You ever wonder why as adults we just become so rigid? Reconnect with the inner child and with the activities that he or she really liked. I'm telling you, even if it's something as, as simple as making silly faces, you know, just look in the mirror. And, you know, we, we did this as an activity when we went to our executive retreat for uh, the community garden that I'm a member of. And... <laughs> It was so ridiculous, but it was so therapeutic at the same time. So, you know, the making the ugliest, weirdest faces you can make or making weird, crazy noises and sounds. Just, just try it. Just try it. You never know where it might get you. Okay. So those are two techniques you can do right there. Okay. You can settle into some meditation you can or reconnect to activities with your inner child. Spiritually or energetically, I have to admit, meditation falls into this category as well. So depending on what you believe and what your spiritual practice is, meditation enhances everything. It pervades everything. It really helps you to connect with that which is unseen, you know, to the higher level consciousness that's beyond the, the, the physical, beyond this form that we carry behind, beyond our thoughts and feelings. So you can go ahead and jot down meditation as far as your spiritual and energetic tool for grounding yourself. Um, I've addressed this before with realigning or attuning yourself with whatever or whoever you believe is your higher power. We we can't do it all on our own. And even when we have loved ones and, and family and friends to support us, There are times when even that is not enough. So lean in on your spirituality. Lean into the the strength and power of your ancestors. You know, seek guidance from those who have come before and seen before and experienced before. That energy that spiritism is still out there all we have to do is find it so 
for me, aside from leaning in on my spirituality and leaning on my uh, supreme, who I believe is the supreme power, I, I do ancestral worship. You know, who better to look out for me outside of the physical people who love and care about me than those in my lineage who have come before me. And so that's really, really just it. So so let me just recap, okay? Change is the only constant. It's the only constant that we are guaranteed in this life. Everything is changing all the time. From the time I start this podcast up until now, I am not the same person. You're not the same person even after listening to it. So we want to ground ourselves by getting our hearts and our heads in the same place regarding the change. And we do that by taking every part of our being and really embracing and and settling into the change. Mentally, we're going to ask ourselves a few questions. We're going to ask ourselves, you know, what, what has actually changed? Who else is affected by the change or has experienced a change like this to alleviate that need to either recluse or even the belief that we're going through it all on our own and, you know, not settling into the why me and, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. We're going to ask, when did the change actually happen? Because a lot of the time it seems like it's happening right now and it's out of nowhere, but really it's not. Most of the time. Okay. We're going to ask, where is this change happening or what area of my life is it affecting? And that's just us tilling the soil to ask the real grounding question that we don't or may not have the answer for and we may not have it for a while, which is the why. Why is this change happening? And that's the one that we really have to settle into and be open to waiting for an answer. And that's, that's, that's how we're going to prep our minds to continually embrace and work with change. As far as our bodies go, we want to, let me add this. We want to stay hydrated. (laughs) I didn't say this before. So for our bodies, we want to stay hydrated. We want to eat well and nourish the body. Okay. So I know as much as ice cream and junk food is very tempting, you know, comfort food is great. It's only going to make the stress or the overwhelm of change worse. So we want to eat well and eat well nourished. We want to exercise in some way, shape or form. Stretching, restorative yoga, your favorite kind of dance. Um, You want to keep 
your connection or maintain your connection with your actual body as you're going through it. Because change can bring about shock and a lot of other different experiences in a physical form that if we're not staying connected with our bodies, then we can become um, sick or incapacitated or just physically interrupted and not really understand where it's coming from. So we want to stay connected with the body through all these things, as well as meditation and activities that reconnect us with our inner child, which will bring about the lightheartedness and the the flexibility that we need to move through the change. And then lastly, um, spiritual and energetic, um, relying on or leaning into whatever your spiritual beliefs are, if any, ancestral worship. I'll add in stones and crystals, working with stones and crystals. And maybe even learning something new from a spiritual standpoint. Because that's going to keep your spiritual mind entertained and nourished enough for you to draw energy to stay grounded in the midst of it all. So, um, yeah, that's what I've got for you tonight. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to expand on this a bit more. But until then, right about now, I'm going to go color. And if any of you have any questions at all or want any more details about doing some of the things I talked about on this podcast, please, please, please do not hesitate to contact me. Um, the best way to reach me is actually, um, actually you could message me right on here. I believe, um, you can leave me a little comment or you can, uh, DM me on Instagram at Queens Armor Self Care. So that's at Queens, Q-U-E-N-S, Armor, A-R-M-O-U-R, Self Care, all together, one word, no dashes or symbols. Or you can email me at selfcare at queensarmor.com. And listen, don't forget, self-care is a divine responsibility. Stay well and be safe. And don't forget to ground yourselves.